your heart stops and you're dead. That's right. If your heart stops, you are legally and clinically declared dead. So taking care of our heart is super important. Hello everyone, I'm Elizabeth Dyer and I'm the Supplementarian and I have with me my coworker, Jane Risner. And today we're gonna delve into heart health. So Jane, tell us a little bit about what it means to have a healthy heart. Well, if your heart is healthy and you have a healthy heart, you will notice that you have no tension, no tightness, no sense of pressure around your heart area. You will notice that you can exert yourself to an age appropriate degree and not have heart palpitations, um, by which I mean your heart beating very, very fast or um, you can take a nap and get up without feeling lightheaded or dizzy. Those are some things that let you know, oh yeah, my heart's doing pretty good. And conversely, if you're having the opposite, you know, it's time to take a look at what's going on there. Yeah. So let's delve into a little bit about things we can do every single day to have a healthy heart. And one thing that's important to know is the history, your family history, because you're partly your DNA. So there's different tests out there. You can have run that will tell you your DNA, how, how different parts of your body are doing, how well you can lose weight, your, your family history, um, where you came from in the world, what your, where your ancestors were from. But there's some really good information that can come from that, as well as knowing who your family was and what happened to them. I know for myself, heart disease and cancer were two of the main things running through my family. And I personally don't want either one. So Jane, do you know your heart health history in your family? Uh, it, it doesn't show any, you know, I know that um, one grandfather died of a heart attack, but my, uh, the DNA type test that you're talking about just shows good, healthy heart. Well, that's excellent and that's wonderful. If you're one of the people that's blessed with a healthy heart and a history of healthy hearts in your family, that's fantastic. So if you see that there's a risk there, it's important all the more to monitor your heart health and know how you're doing because it's better to make changes and prevent problems than it is to try to cure them after they've happened. Because for some people, the first heart attack they have is the last. For some people, they may have a minor heart attack first, and that might be a wake-up call for them. But why don't we see what we can do to prevent ever having heart problems? And some of the things, of course, always recommended is eating a healthy diet. We are what we eat, at least on a chemical level. So what are some of the things you would recommend to them, Jane, if they want to have a more healthy diet? And we were talking earlier about there's a difference um, between definitions of a healthy diet. So let's talk a little bit more about what a true healthy diet should look like. Well, there are a lot of differing opinions on that very topic and a lot of, um, that might be a podcast for another day, but, um, but I think you can find as many healthy diets out there as you want to look for. But basically I am always anti-sugar. I think if you're gonna eat sugar or things that tend to turn to sugar in your body, you are going to adversely affect all your organs. And so a lot of people think 
um, it's very healthy to eat just the vegetarian, you know, just the fruits and vegetables. And a lot of people think it's more healthy to eat more protein and fat. It's just, there's a diverse collection of what might feel good to you and what you might find to be right. Also what your doctor might recommend. They might recommend something different than what I might recommend for myself. But um, I think it's important to look at your diet and it's important to look at ingredients. It's important to look at how much salt or how much sugar you consume in a day if you consume salt and sugar. Um, or, you know, the table salt that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, we have very healthy salt here. Um, if you buy salt from us, you really don't have to worry about it that much. But um, table salt, yeah, I think about how much you're getting of that. But what you do have to do is judge by what makes your body function the best and clean your diet up from what we call junk food and, and what is uh, known carcinogens and sugar. That's my opinion. But there's a lot of opinions out there, so. Absolutely, and the truth is the healthiest diet you can eat is the healthiest diet you will eat. Yes. So yes. you've got to decide for yourself, like, you know, say, and you may say, hey, I like sugar, I'm gonna have a sweet treat once a week. But that's a big difference between saying once a week I'm going to allow myself something to I'm going to have it every single day mm -hmm. or every every single meal is even worse. Yeah. So it's all about putting limitations on ourselves for things that are adversely affecting us and reducing that as much as we can and as much as we're willing to and then add in things that make us feel our best. And one thing Jane hit on is what's best for me may not be what's best for her or best for somebody else. So you got to find the healthiest diet that makes you feel the best and that you're willing to stick to because yeah. if you don't stick to it, it's not going to make a difference. No. And even just depending on your personality type, but even just moving toward the diet that you think is good for you is way better than just staying where you are if you're in a bad food relationship. So it's never a good idea to just stay in a place where you know, I wish I didn't drink Coke every day. I wish I didn't smoke cigarettes. I wish I didn't, you know, whatever it is. I wish I didn't eat this chocolate, whatever, whatever, you know, from McDonald's every day. If you wish you didn't, then take a little baby step each week or each month or whatever you can do to just move in the direction you want to go. It's so much better that way. Yeah, and an important thing to note is if something's addictive, you may just want to give it up cold turkey. You might. Like for me, when I was drinking a whole lot of colas, I, I, I had to quit cold turkey. And for two weeks, it was really, really hard. And once I passed that two weeks of not having any, it got easier and easier and easier. And now it's been 14 years and I've not had a cola to drink and I don't miss them yeah. at all. Uh, I have much healthier options with my green teas and my herbal teas and my water and even occasional cup of coffee. They're much healthier choices than the colas I used to drink. So it, it can be done. I can tell you it absolutely can be done. Yeah. And I would actually be ashamed to tell you how many colas I used to drink. I got completely away from it. That was like the staple of my diet. Colas kept me going because yeah. I had so many foods, not realizing I was allergic to them and I was not eating so much and all my calories were coming from colas nearly in a day. So I moved away from it completely. And if I can give it up, I know 100% anybody else here can too. So if there's something 
you like, I just got to get away from this, just let it go. You're worth more than a cola. For sure. You're worth more than a glass of wine. Yeah. Or a candy You're worth bar. more than the candy and the ice cream and the everything else. You're worth more than that. So choose to see your value so you can step away. Now, speaking of stepping, adding more movement to our day is also great for our heart. Yes. The more we get the blood flowing, the harder our heart is working. It's actually improving it. Just like we go out and exercise and we tear our muscles to regain strength. The more we make our heart pump, the stronger it can be. Because the heart is a muscle. So talk a little bit about that. What would you, what do you do for exercise, Jane? What do you find fun? Well, what I love to do is hike. And um, I found out as soon as we got up here, I could hardly do it. So I try to keep it up every day. Um, I live like in the middle of a hill, a good steep hill. So if I walk up to the mailbox and down to the creek every single day, it gets my heart pumping and your heart is a muscle. So as it works hard, it gets stronger and then it can work even harder. So it's a good, um, a good cycle and I like that. But that's my favorite. It Absolutely. And you mentioned you could barely do it when you first moved here. And didn't you just go on a seven mile hike a, a week or so ago? I did. And it was straight up <laughs> most of it. <laughs> so yeah, I did do that. I sure did. And for me, I have um, a VR headset and I like to do my exercise on it because I can vary it. And I know same thing for myself. When I started out, I was like out of breath and wore out after 10 minutes of this. And now I'm doing 30 minutes and not only am I doing 30 minutes, increasing my time three times more than when I started. And we're talking about in a two weeks, two and a half week span since I started doing that particular workout. But not only that, I've increased the intensity. So I've doubled the intensity and tripled the time in just less than three weeks. It's amazing it's how just doing it consistently almost every day. Um, and usually it's six days a week for me. I try to, to get out here and, and do that particular exercise. So it, it varies some, but five to six days a week, I'm doing that exercise. And in, in three weeks, I've doubled my intensity and tripled the time. That's a huge change. And it really doesn't take as much effort sometimes as we think something does and we make it more difficult in our mind than it really yeah. is to do. Our body wants to be healthy. Our heart wants to be healthy. For sure. And so a little bit of effort can make a big difference. And like I said, that's a short amount of time. So I challenge you to see how much change you can see in a short amount of time if you just apply that every single day. Now we talked about adding exercise if you're not doing it or increasing your intensity or time, but there's also things you should quit. Like if you're smoking, smoking is bad for your heart, your lungs, and your entire body. And there is help. <laughs> if you're smoking, we actually have supplements and things and essential oils that can help you quit. I personally saw my dad die from lung cancer, so I never wanted to smoke and never have. But there's lots of people out here who are addicted to it and it is an addictive habit. So if you want to quit, come see us. We'll be happy to help you with that in any and every way we can. So Jane, is there anything you want to add to that? No, but I, I agree 100%. Don't try to do it on your own if you need help. I mean, some people are lone rangers, but if you need some help, let us help you or go to a professional and let them help you. There's a lot of ways to do it. So. 
just do it. Just figure yeah, it and out. There's, and there's do different it. aspects. Yeah different aspects to it from ending the craving to also dealing with the irritability you feel as your body gets off the nicotine and the other substances within it. And there's also things to do to detox or improve your lung function once you've quit. I mean, the amazing thing is your body can heal itself. I think they said it's about 15 years after you quit smoking, it can be as if you never smoked a cigarette. I think that's right. A day in your life. So that's a that's a good amount of time but you can do things that can speed up that process and and make it even better now of course we we never recommend not seeing your doctor so if you're seeing your doctor and they have you on certain medications some medications can affect your heart even the ones that are designed to help your heart can have some adverse effects long term um, something like statins, for example, can actually affect your um, cardiovascular system in other ways by weakening, I believe it is the blood vessels, is that correct, Jane? Yeah, and the muscles. Statin, statin drugs can affect your, your muscles, which again, we forget the heart is a muscle. And so um, a lot of people get muscle cramping and muscle pain with statin drugs. Um, and if you do, you can take some CoQ10 with that, and it usually helps to counterbalance the effects of the statin drug. You can also, with the help of your uh, healthcare provider who prescribes the statin, you can try to, to wean off the statin onto um, a CoQ10 red yeast rice combination. So there are alternatives to statins in the natural world, but if your physician has already prescribed a medication, then you need to work with that person to come off of that medication. That's, that's really important. Absolutely. Um, and of course, we talked this, about this before as far as like what we drink matters as well as what we eat. So, so we know sodas and things are bad, but do you drink water? If you don't drink water, I'd highly suggest adding quite yeah. a bit of that to your diet. You have water to get on the water train, like, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. And if you have trouble drinking water, we do have um, flavor, non-sugary flavorings you can add to your water to make it more palatable as you're getting used to drinking more fluids. And, you know, the feeling of being hydrated is amazing when you get used to it and if you ever feel then you'll realize wow you might have been dehydrated a lot if you were drinking a lot of colas and then suddenly you're drinking water it's like whoa my whole body feels different because your body is functioning at a better level a healthier level and that can make big changes to you for you in your health um, another thing we always recommend is to keep your blood pressure in check and there's lots of things you can, uh, devices and things you can buy to have at home to keep a monitor on it at home. And if you have like a, a fitness watch, most of us wear those now, they, they can track, if not your blood pressure, at least your heart rate and things like that. So you can use that data and that information to better take care of your heart and your heart health. And so again, if, you, if your heart stops, you're dead. We want to keep your heart going for as long as possible and keep it as healthy as possible. Because once you suffer from a heart attack or, or other heart disease, life gets harder. Yeah. Eating gets harder. Exercise gets harder. Everything about life gets harder. And the more we can do to prevent that, 
the better life we can live. So Jane, anything else you want to add before we close on this? Um, I think that covers it, my mind. So again, we just want to celebrate a healthy heart here for the month of February, which is Heart Health Month. And hope and pray you have a healthy heart and come see us if there's anything you need to add or take away from your diet or your lifestyle to make having a healthy heart easier. We look forward to joining you next time on the next episode of The Supplementarian.